It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, welcome everyone. It's Josephine here, and I'd like to welcome you to Paying It Forward this week. I have to tell you, today's show is going to be absolutely amazing, and it's going to be different from all the other shows that we've had. This is going to actually be a four-part series, and you are absolutely going to love my guest. His name is Steve Thornton. And Steve is a super, super talented professional. And what we decided to do was come up with a four-series, four-part series show that is going to be based on um, the first series is going to be the fundamentals of how to establish the foundation of your business. The second series, we're going to talk all about how you can scale your business The third series, we're going to talk about how to get your sales um, up so you can have a big, thriving business. And the fourth series, we're going to talk about marketing steps that every successful entrepreneur should be taking. So with that, let me um, give you a quick bio for Steve. So Steve is a president of Lead Zillion and the CEO of Expect Success Coaching and Training. Lead Zillion is a pioneer in the rapidly expanding niche of reputation marketing. We first help clients build a five-star reputation and then market their positive reviews to their target audience. Steve's clients are regularly reporting a doubling or tripling in the number of new customers they are attracting. Now, Expect Success Coaching and Training partners with small business owners, sales professionals, and executives to help them achieve the highest level of success in their businesses and careers. Steve has completed between 7,000 to 8,000 paid private coaching sessions. Clients experience tremendous measurable growth. So I'll just throw this out there right in the very beginning. You should take out your pen and your paper, and you should write Steve's telephone number down. It is 928-525-9690. And the best email to get Steve is steve at leadzillion.com, L-E-A-D-Z-I-L-L-I-O-N.com. So you'll definitely want to keep that on hand because I know this is going to be great. So with that, I'd like to welcome Steve to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Josephine. I'm glad to be here. 
I'm so, so excited. You know, I always do a lot of research online to find my amazing guests. And I was just absolutely thrilled to have been connected with you, Steve. So I know we're going to have a really great show today. So thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward. You're very welcome. All right. So, Steve, um, this is so fun. So I always ask my guests, and um, was there anything as a young child that you did that would have gotten you or wouldn't have made you think that you would have been the huge success that you are today? Well, I've always, uh, my, my mom tells me this. I don't know whether it's true or not, and I have no reason to believe that she would uh, <laughs> lie. Right. But she always told me, if you're a Thornton, you can do anything. And she, that's what she said, and I have a, a good mother and father is still alive today, and, and she said she said that all the time. So I was very average at just about everything that I did, but I would always work really, really hard at it and become one of the top at what I did just by sheer determination and and I don't even know where that drive came from uh, but I never really thought about being an entrepreneur till I was somewhere in my uh, 20s okay no lemonade stands out there no paper routes Steve uh, nothing entrepreneurial at that point in time I did start working when I was uh, 15 my parents even though they were great parents and they could afford uh, to do a lot of different things, they only gave us a super small allowance. And a lot of people would say, well, you got an allowance, but it was so much I couldn't even go to a movie on a weekly basis. So if I wanted to do something, I would have to go out and find a way to earn the money. So I took the uh, job route at 15, and, and I'm ashamed to say now, but I lied about my age so I could legally work. And <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, See, I've been working ever since. <laughs> that's so funny. So to me, you were a, a very young entrepreneur because, as we know, to be an entrepreneur is so much work. And it looks like you had a goal set at a young age and you accomplished it. So that's amazing. So let's talk about um, the fundamentals of how to establish the foundation in your business. So, Steve, we're going to go way back to the very beginning. So um, how do we want to start this, Steve? You know, um, I guess let's just go with the first question we have written down here. What are the most common issues you have observed that cause a business to fail or to struggle? Well, there, there's a lot, and, and you said the beginning, so I'll give a little context to it, and then I'll, I'll answer that question. Great. First off, so everyone knows, I have made all the mistakes. When I, w I was a true entrepreneur, that I went forward without these foundations in place. I didn't know what the foundations were. I have made just about every mistake that you can possibly make. I've been an entrepreneur most of my adult life now, and... It's one of those scenarios, and, and I say that it's, you know, you learn a lot as you go. And what I love about what we do now is we get to help people um, avoid a lot of what I'm going to tell you now by not having the foundational things in place. Uh, had I had known what I'm going to share today, I know that I know that I know I would have avoided so much pain and so many struggles. So to answer the question, one of the very first things that you know a lot of entrepreneurs do is we say, 
I'm going to go out and I'm going to establish this business. I'm going to do this. And that's good. That's the entrepreneurial spirit. But if we don't have a foundation in place, we're going to struggle. And quite frankly, most entrepreneurs, most small businesses fail. And it's a very, very high percentage of businesses fail. So to avoid that, we need to start with the basics. And the basics may not seem sexy to some people, but we all need it. And what I call that is a strong foundation. And just to kind of put it out there, if we build a home on a weak foundation, it's on sand or the ground is shifting or whatever we might want to build it on, when those walls are shifting, now there's cracks in the foundation, there's cracks in your flooring and your walls, you're having Mm -hmm. to repair things all the time. Now leaks are coming in. It's just not a good thing to do. And we can take that same analogy and we can do that with you know, any part of our life, but especially in business. So what I'm going to share with you, the, the foundations are critical. And the foundations, and I'll give a few of them, and I'll go into as much depth as you want to go into, you know, but it's really some of the foundations are visions, goals, and plans. But, you know, the, the reality is, and we'll go into those in just a moment, but I see most entrepreneurs not having those foundational things in place. They don't have a marketing plan in place. They don't know how to attract enough customers. They don't know their numbers, which means are we profitable, are we not, what's going on. In fact, very common with entrepreneurs to focus on certain aspects, but their books are not up to date. Uh, They're just... And when I say not operating with integrity, many entrepreneurs, and I don't mean they're trying to purposefully um, do something wrong or be mean to someone or lie or cheat or steal. What I'm talking about with integrity is they're not walking their talk. They may promise someone they'll do something and they don't get to it. And their integrity and their word of mouth just goes down. They don't have a system to stay organized. They don't you know, have a lot of the foundational things in place. So for me, you know, some of the absolute most important things is really putting those fundamentals in place and building on a solid foundation. I think that's so important. And Steve, the one thing I want to throw in here is I agree with you 100%. And first, I want to say to you, I can guarantee you I made more mistakes than you did in business. And I made so many mistakes with my first product that I woke up on a daily basis and felt bad that I I felt that I had failed so much. And I felt so bad that when I was a guest for somebody on TogiNet Radio, you know, one of the owners of the station had said, you know what, she's got a great story. She should be her own, you know, a radio host. And I said, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. I had young kids. I was trying to get my business off the ground. And he said, but if you were to do a show, what would you do? And I said, you know what, I would do a show so that we could pay, I could interview successful entrepreneurs and we could pay the knowledge forward just so other people couldn't make the same mistakes that I made. And that's why we have such a similar um, drive, the two of us, Steve, because it's all about paying it forward and helping other people. So 
I'm so happy about that. But just to take a step back as far as part of um, what you're saying about building the strong foundation, my experience with it, Steve, is that sometimes as entrepreneurs, we just want things done so quickly that we're, we start to run. And my piece of advice there is it's so important to walk and to build that foundation. So even if it's going to take you just a little longer for your company to get that solid foundation, uh, in my opinion, I think that's what is necessary, like you said, in order to succeed and not be one of those high statistics of businesses that actually fail. You know, great thoughts. And and one thing that I would uh, challenge you on is, Boy, I think I've uh, made more mistakes than you. <laughs> so sometimes we'll have to compare. And, and I say that, and that is a trait of a, of a successful entrepreneur, is when we make mistakes, we learn from them, we grow, we keep moving forward. And, and I say this just so everyone will relate. I honestly, in one of our companies, I had 140 creditors that we owed money to. Many of them I personally guaranteed. 140 that we were past due on, and I would take those calls on a monthly basis. We had over a million dollars of real debt, not just paper debt. It was pressure that most people can't really understand, and it's it's amazing how you can learn and grow from that. And only by the grace of God did I not, you know, file bankruptcy. And I'm not saying anyone that has shame on them because. We, quite frankly, we, <laughs> we were really close to We even hired a bankruptcy attorney, and we had no other options, we thought. And we were, we can't borrow anymore. We can't do anymore. We're going to have to file bankruptcy. And, and, again, we were very fortunate not to. But the point is, lots of times when you go through that, the foundational things we're talking about, now I can tell you I help so many people avoid not putting these in place and not just having knowledge, but so they actually do it because I know what that pain is. I know it probably as Uh, much as most people you'll ever talk to. I think a lot of entrepreneurs um, have gone through that, but we're going to talk more about that as soon as we come back. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back, everyone. Hang in there. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? 
right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lipman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. So welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and I have my great guest, Steve Thornton. So, Steve, right before break, we were talking about the trials and tribulations of being a business owner, and you were explaining how it you know, it could be very, very scary times and how you almost had to go into bankruptcy, but you didn't. So congratulations on not doing that. But it's really hard. And quite frankly, it's scary for a lot of us sometimes. It's just a roller coaster. We have our ups and downs. But um, like you said, I love the fact that you said you came out of it a stronger person. And I think we've all probably have experienced that at one time or another. So, um, so Steve, let's talk more about building that strong foundation. What do you think the very first thing a business owner should do? Well, the very first thing is take their dream because every small business owner or business owner period has a dream. And it starts with a dream and a dream is good. But we need to take that dream and we need to put it into a vision. And we've probably all heard about a vision but I'll just describe what a vision is. A vision is a clear mental picture based on what could be. We need to take it out of our head. We need to put it on paper. We need to create that picture of what we're building. So we should do that with our business. And by the way, someone can do it with their life, their family, their finances, and I would suggest all of those. But on their business, we need to say, here's what I'm building, here's what I'm growing, and get really clear on it. So that's the very first thing, and, and in fact, we could spend the entire hour on just visions and how to write a vision, what's important about a vision, how not to write a vision, but a vision, once it, we get that vision, we internalize that vision, it becomes something we focus on continuously over and over and over until it gets into our heart, our head, we're consumed with it. That's one of the absolute foundational things that any entrepreneur should do is start with getting that vision out of their head and put it on paper. Okay. So is that more or less like creating that vision board, Steve? A vision board can, uh, great question. Vision board is awesome. And you can have a vision board with that, but it needs to be more than just the vision board, I would say. Yes, that's part of it. The vision board is going to get us to, visually think about different aspects of the vision, but the vision needs to be clear on exactly what we're creating, that big picture, and it's kind of funny. When you sit down to write it out and type it out, it takes a little bit of time, 
but it, you get more clarity. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like this. A vision board will just, you know, our mind thinks in pictures. So we look at a vision board. We're going to get those pictures, you know, easier and, and deeper inside of us. But the process of putting it all in writing is even before the vision board. Okay. So that sounds perfect. But now how do we distinguish the vision from the goals? I mean, I know it, but it could somewhat have a little bit of a blurry line for some people, right? Uh, No question. In fact, many people think they are the same. And in my opinion, again, in what we teach and what we preach and is they're very different. See, vision is that broad picture. It's what you're trying to create. Goals are very specific. Goals, uh, and we use the acronym for SMART, goals. And I was very blessed. I was doing a speaking engagement one time, and I met the wife of the person that came up with that acronym, and he's no longer with us. But, you know, we need to have our goals, which are specific, measurable, and the A, people kind of change a whole lot, but it could be action-oriented, accomplishment-focused, realistic, and the time frame specified. They're very specific, and, and it's interesting you say goals because that's the very next foundational thing we need to have in place is goals. As much as we've all heard about goals, you know, you have to have that picture, and then you need the goals. But goals and visions are different in a lot of ways. Goals almost always are changing. As we learn and we grow and something doesn't quite work, our time frame doesn't, or what we try doesn't work, we need to write our goals in pencil so we can erase them. But our vision of what we're creating very rarely changes. It it typically is going to be, no, that's what's drawing us, but the goals are kind of like the stair steps, the, the steps to get to that vision, to start living that vision. Okay. All right, so this is great. Um, I get the vision. I get the goals. But now that we have, I almost feel like we're working backwards. Is that what we're doing, Steve? That's exactly right. You start with the end in mind, and then you work your way backwards to today's present moment, and that's where the next step is the plans. Mm -hmm. And the plans are, quite frankly, going to be, what am I going to start doing today? They're really short-term goals. That's what a plan is. And they're basically, you know, you start, like you said, with a very end in mind. What am I actually going to build? It's like an architect. If you don't have plans for a house and you don't know what the end house is and you just started putting wood up and you started pretty soon you'd be, well, wait a minute, I didn't think that through. Our living room is all messed up, and boy, our kitchen is too small or too large or whatever it might be. The the vision is like, hey, this is that picture, and then you have to put the, you know, the walls, where are we going to put the walls, all the goals and all that, and then once you kind of decide all of that, then you take the plans, and the plans are, okay, now we need to hire someone to and that's where your general contractor or someone who is doing it themselves to lay the foundation to start with and step by step. But your plans are going to get you to you know, your short-term goals, which will get you to your mid-range goals, to your long-term goals. But you have to work your way backwards till you say, now I know what I need to do right now to get to where I'm going. Okay, so I have to tell you, with all the entrepreneurs I've interviewed, 
A lot of people say that this is one of the toughest steps because they get all tripped up with the fact that they have to have a business plan and the business plan has to be 50 pages long and I can't start the business or I can't do this because I don't have the plan in place. I love the way you broke it up because I think what you're saying is, do you really need that 50-page business plan? Well, you do and you don't, or you may or you may not, would be a better answer, is if someone is going out getting, let's say, venture capital or going to the Mm -hmm. bank for financing, you do need a really solid plan. They're going to look at that. They want to make sure everything has been put in place in a certain way. So in that case, you might need that great plan. The simple way, is this so funny, I get my clients all the time get stuck on this, and in one session, we have their vision uh, done. In another session, we have their goals and their plans done. And, and to me, it's like, okay, we know exactly what we need to do now, right? And I go, yep, okay, let's get started. <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> have so to take funny. weeks and months to do it. <laughs> That's amazing, Steve. That's why it's important that we gave everybody your telephone number because I'll tell you, I, I don't know, sometimes I – I know it's not just with me. I Sometimes as an entrepreneur, you get paralyzed. It's like, you know what needs to be done. You've got the big picture, but it's okay, time to break it down. And I think that's where the important part comes in. So do you feel that maybe it's a really good idea to hire somebody if you really are going for that venture capital to really get a solid business plan together? What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Well, experience is worth its weight in gold. And one of the things I did right when I first became an entrepreneur with one of our companies, and this was the right thing to do, is I went and I actually uh, enrolled into a coaching program. And that's probably why we have a coaching and training program to this day, is it profoundly affected me and launched me. And I didn't know what I didn't know. And with having Mm -hmm. the right resources out there, it was phenomenal that for me, I had an idea of what I wanted to create, but now I could talk to people about how to get that done, and they helped me avoid so many mistakes. And and without getting into all, all the details, that was with our real estate investment company. But we launched. I mean, we launched really, really quickly and within one year and and this sounds pretty amazing and it was is in one year of you know starting the company we were giving seminars to seasoned real estate investor groups that were meeting having them invest through our company i went out and i found all of these people that had experiences i didn't like we had a great real estate broker we had a property management company that was the largest in the state of Arizona for residential property. We, you know, we put all of these people on our team, and I was the owner and president. And I just borrowed everyone's resources <clears throat> and put that together, and we had this incredible company within one year. And looking back, it's like pretty amazing. I was in my, you know, early twenties. Actually, it wasn't early twenties. My late twenties when I did this, mm-hmm. and. Without that outside expertise and help, there's no way possible I would have ever been able to do that. So to end, that's a long way to say absolutely someone should get someone with the experience they don't have and that they gel with and it's the right fit and all sorts of other things go into that decision. 
but we just don't know what we don't know. I agree with you so, so much. But um, my question to you, Steve, is so when you were in your late 20s and you were starting this business and you were hiring all of these different people that had different expertises to come under your one roof in order to create that successful business, how did you go about paying for all of these experts? Did you give them a portion, a percentage of ownership in your company, or were did you have funds that you were funding the business with? How did you do that? That's a great question, is we didn't pay a penny for anyone. <laughs> See, I had a feeling you were going to say that. I really, that's why I asked you the question, because I have a friend in my um, community here who's such a successful entrepreneur, like on the Bill Gates type of entrepreneur, and he never, ever paid right up front. It was always a small percentage of the business. But tell me how you did it. Well, in that case, we built a team, and we said, here's our team. We never misrepresented. We never told anyone they were all in our company. What we did is, let's say because we were doing real estate investing at that time, and we've done so many other things since then, but with that company – we used the real estate agent or the broker owner, and she was a phenomenal broker. She had letters behind her name. I still don't know what they mean. Right. <laughs> she was just so good. But she got paid her commissions by finding us our property. The uh, people that helped us rehab, well, they were on our team. What did they do? They got paid the money to do all the rehab. They had more business coming in. The property management company they were able to now manage all of the property that we brought in. They were the property managers. So all of our team members that we brought on, it was a great benefit to each one of them to team up with us. So what I would do is I put together this great team of professionals. I use their backgrounds, their information for our resume as part with their permission. This is part of our team. And then we basically, myself and my partner, who is a general contractor who could handle all of the rehab of everything, very experienced as a general contractor, we went out and basically spoke to these groups and got them to invest and fund all of the money that we needed to purchase these properties, rehab the properties, either flip them or hold on to them, whatever our strategy was. But we ended up doing this without money out of our own pocket, we ended up using other people's money from the investor groups, and we used everyone else's expertise, and I was just the person that put it all together and made sure everything got done. Amazing. What a great, great story. And I'll tell you, um, I know that you think very similar to one of our friends. It's the same exact concept, is that you get a great team. It's all about the team of professionals that you pull together. What a great story. I'm so glad. Thank you for sharing that with us. But we're going to take another quick break. We're halfway through our show. But as you can see, to all my listeners out there, Steve Thornton has a ton of information to share with us. So stay with us, and we'll be back shortly. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. 
why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear the latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo. Dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out MarkLipinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and uh, I'm just so thrilled with our show today. We have Steve Thornton, who's giving us such great advice. So, Steve, um, thanks for sharing that story about how you established your first um, business. And it still amazes me that you didn't have any money come out of your own pocket and you were able to get investors to come in and you got such a great team of professionals to come together. So you have to be really proud of, of that. Well, and I was and I am. And I can also tell you it's, that's the highlights. That's the great things. But being a young entrepreneur, uh, I had so much to learn that it's it's the stress and different things that go with that, not knowing what you, you know, don't know again. It, um, even though it's a success story, boy, was it um, a learning experience is what I'll say. (laughs) That's funny. So um, what was the biggest challenge that you experienced during that first business? Well, I think because I didn't have the foundations and even like in, in, things like how to be organized. I didn't know, you know, have the right systems in place. So how do I follow up with all of these people calling all of these different scenarios? And we had a coach or I had a coach to help us get everything together, but I didn't have a coach to help me internally and deal with the stress and some of the other issues. So to structure the business, which is part of it, but there's so much more to it. One of the biggest struggles I personally had was I didn't even, and and this sounds kind of funny now because I'm very, very organized and I have such structure in place in our companies, 
But I didn't know what a personal planner was, or at the time, a day timer. That was, of mm-hmm. course, before we had you know the, the software we have now and the smartphones and all of that. But I didn't even know what a day timer was. So I had, here I am founding this company, and I'm having to learn how do I calendar things? How do I follow up? What about lists? How do I stay on top of things? And just the school of hard knocks and learning how to do all of that, there was so much coming at me at one time. I just didn't have that experience that I think it was, you know, everything that comes with success, there's also if you don't have certain foundational things in place, it's, and I heard this story a long time, or not a story, but this example a long time ago. You can have too much business or too little business, and either one will kill you. And I thought, well, how's too much business going to kill you? And one, if you have too little, you're going to starve. But if you have too much business, you choke. You can't swallow it all. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was I experiencing. <laughs> That's so funny. But you bring up such important points because it is a struggle for entrepreneurs just to get that focus. It's not even just focus. It goes back to what you just said, the system. You have to have a system in place to stay organized. And I'll tell you one of the best tips that I'll never forget her name's Sharon Michaels. She's she was a guest on my show, and she said every Sunday night your week does not start on Monday morning. It should start on Sunday night when you have your list of what you need to accomplish for the entire week, and then you break it down by days. And I thought that that was absolutely brilliant. Well, and and here's let's talk about how to practically apply what you said, and even maybe take it to another level. If we have our visions in writing, we have our goals in writing, then when we plan, and this is something that, that we preach and I do myself, but we need to even daily. So I, I agree with everything you said, do it on a weekly basis. But the time we spend planning, there's a 500% return on your investment. So if we plan our week, as your other guest mentioned, that's, we're going to get such a better return on that But here's what a lot of people will do, and here's a mistake I've seen many people do. They put that list together, and they prioritize it. But if they haven't reviewed their visions and goals, if they're not looking at that big picture and then the steps they need to, they can fill their day with many, many things and say, wow, did I get a lot done, but they're not making much progress. So one of the most important things to do is review your visions, review your goals before you do that plan. Very, very important. Okay. I think that that's great. So is there one organizational tip that stands out in your mind that has really helped you become as successful as you are, Steve? Uh, There is. There's one that jumps out more than anything in today's world. And I would say to have a good CRM program, and that's called a customer relationship management tool, or you can call it a contact manager. But a CRM program, and now they're on the cloud, they merge with your smartphone, but it's a way to put all of your prospects into your CRM, all of your clients into your CRM, your calendar should be integrated with your CRM, your to-do list can be in there. So to give you a for instance, if I have a client and they send me an email Instead of trying to find that email, it should be attached right to their 
their contact record in the CRM program. So I can go right through, see every email that they sent. Uh, I can see every appointment that we had with a, you know, we need to do sales and marketing. We can see what was said on the last potential sales call, what are they needing. If all of that is organized into a CRM program, I can tell you we were an early adopter with a program called ACT, A-C-T, but that wasn't even our first CRM program. I was a young entrepreneur. We had a manufacturing company at this time, and I was in my 30s at this time, so it wasn't the real estate investment company. But I basically was on a uh, plane flight, and the person sitting next to me was much older than I was, very experienced. I knew his company. I had worked for a driver at a printing supply company many years before, and I delivered to that company, so I knew how large it was, and he was the owner. And so I was telling him what we were doing now and asking him how he stayed organized, and he said, I use a CRM program, and he told me the one he used, and so I went right away and purchased that, and we have been using CRM programs for over 20 years now, and I don't know how anyone can stay organized on top of everything without a CRM program. You can do it manually. You can do it lots of different ways. But the truth is, without it, you're never going to be as effective as you can be with one. I agree with you so much. And it's so funny because I actually still use the ACT system. I used it when it first came out, which is probably 20 years ago, right, Steve? I really think it was 20 years ago when they first came out with it. It was like 19, uh, I'm telling you, I probably have the original disc someplace. (laughs) But anyway, I'm you know, I would love to go to Salesforce, but it could be a little expensive for a small business. But it's kind of like you kind of weigh the pros and the cons and you say, okay, it might cost a little more money, but the system really is in, you know, it saves so much time. Like you said, a simple email, boom, you pull up the name of the contact and everything's right there. So, I mean, do you have one that you want to recommend? Well, um, I can tell you what we use, but we, we use two different CRM programs. But it all depends, and this is what, when I'm working with clients, not one size fits all with a CRM program. Right. ACT has come a long way, and they've done a lot of things. And, in fact, we had their, we started out with a you know, normal version, then we uh, purchased their, their version that you put on multiple computers, and you had it resting on a server, and we had all of our you know, computers networked together. But it still wouldn't do everything we needed, and so we changed and integrated with what we're now using, and this was maybe, I don't know, five or seven years ago, but Infusionsoft is what we use right now, and it is a few hundred a month, so that's not the right program for a lot of people. But there are programs out there that are free. There's programs out there that are, you know, $15 a month that are pretty robust, there's, you know, programs that you can purchase and put on your computer. There's a difference whether you want it on your computer and, and sync your phone with your computer, and you can do that wirelessly now and through the Internet, or do you want to have it cloud-based? There's lots of decisions when someone's looking at a CRM program uh, as to what is the right one for them. And, right. and it's not a light decision. When someone's thinking about a CRM program, they need to think about, you know, changing. And and when we left ACT and went to Infusionsoft, 
it took a lot of effort to get everything switched over, and not everything could switch over, like all of the notes you couldn't export. So there were a lot of things we had to do when we switched it over, but my point is you want to think, and we're going to be talking about that on our next program, how to scale, because if you're just thinking about today and you want to grow your company, is the the software, the programs that you're purchasing now, are they going to be able to help you as you grow your company and sometimes you have to, for cost, you have to start with a very inexpensive one and then bite the bullet and, and get a better one as you progress. But sometimes you can say, no, I'm going to pay a little bit more for this one, and it will take us for at least the next two to three years. So uh, just being really you know, forthright, not every CRM program is going to be the right fit. So I love Infusionsoft for a lot of reasons. It has its drawbacks like every CRM program. But the point is, you know, you have to do the research to make sure you find the right one for you where you're at right now. I I love everything that you're saying because it all just makes so much sense. I like the fact that you said we have to be realistic because a lot of programs out there are just out of reach of the average small business owner who's just starting out. So if if you can just start with one program and realize that it doesn't have to be forever. You just got to be flexible to say, you know, maybe you say, I'll just do this for six months. And if I can challenge myself to get my sales up to X dollars, my reward will be to go out there and to maybe get a program like Infusionsoft. But I've actually done a ton of research on it. And Steve, I have to tell you, Infusionsoft does seem like a winner. You know, I, I'm actually, you know, thinking about converting over to that, too. So that's what I did for myself. I just said, okay, I'm going to stick with ACT until I get to a certain point. Now I've reached that goal of mine, and now I'm getting ready to switch over. So lots of really, really good stuff. Um, I can't believe we're up on another break here, but um, everyone stay with us. We have Steve Thornton with us. Um, giving incredible advice on how to create that solid foundation in your business. So we'll be back shortly to wrap up our first set, um, our first show or our first part of this series. Thanks, everyone. Hang in there. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer. And my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have mm-hmm. somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 
3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine. We're up to our last segment here. And, you know, before we get started with um, our five best business tips that Steve Thornton is going to share with us, Steve, I'd like to give you the opportunity um, to give you the floor to let my listeners know once again how they can reach you and other helpful information that um, you'd like to share with my listeners. So the floor is yours, Steve. Sure. The easiest way, if someone wanted to talk to me directly, and the number we gave out, a lot of people may think I'm crazy, but that is my direct number. That's 928-525-9690. We have corporate numbers for our different companies, but that's my direct number. If you would like to chat, I'd be happy to chat with you as time allows. And the other way you can contact me via email anytime and of course, I, like many people, have several emails, but the easiest one would be steve at leadzillion.com. And if you want some help on uh, strategizing for your business, if you want some professional business coaching, or if you really are more mature with your business and you just want the phone to ring and you want leads, that's something that we'll be talking about in one of the segments, uh, segments, but we have a couple different companies that provide really high-quality leads for our clients. So any one of those, feel free to reach out, and I'd be happy to uh, see if it's a good fit and help you in any way that I can. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that, Steve. So, all right, Steve, let's talk about your first business tip that you'd like to share with us. Well, when you ask for the, the best five business tips, I've covered some of these already but it's foundational, and for today's program, instead of going off in many different directions, I'm going to stick with some of them. So business tip number one would be visions. Make sure that you have your vision clear, it's in writing, that you review it, that you get that deeply ingrained in you, you know what you're building, you have that clear mental picture, and I would say that's absolutely critical to success. And In fact, it's one of my... Uh, most important business tips ever. I think it's foundational. Yeah, you know what? Aren't there studies made that um, those people that actually write them down, get them out of their head and write them down, they're so much more likely to succeed and accomplish their visions and their goals just by writing them down? Uh, Absolutely. In fact, I've read, and I have them, 
the, the studies, one from Harvard Business School and another from Yale University, talking about visions and goals, uh, having them out of our head, putting them on write, or in writing, but in that their studies are visions and goals, but when we have it out of our head and we put it in writing, the 3% of the population that does that, and by the way, on one of Yale's studies, even Yale graduates, only 3% of their graduates had their visions and goals in writing and simple plans in place to achieve them. They went back 20 years later, and that 3% with them in writing had a higher net worth than the other 97% combined. Wow. And the reality That's... is Harvard's study shows the exact same thing. So getting these out of our head, putting them in writing, internalizing them, looking at them is a huge, huge, important tip. You know, Steve, not to go off track here, but that is one of the biggest lessons I've learned from my business as well. The minute I started writing things down, I don't know, that ball just kept going because I was so focused on being able to get my pen out and put that check mark that, okay, check, I accomplished it, it was done. But not only that, um, I really try to teach my children this lesson. Isn't it so important that they have crazy busy schedules with, with, I call it their work, but it's their schoolwork, and they can learn from it as well? Uh, no question. I have uh, two young adult children. My daughter is uh, 21 in her third year. She's just actually had just finished her third year in college, and my son, who's 19, who actually works full-time for us, he's actually going through our own curriculum. And it's so funny, so I love this. I love mentoring him, and, and we sit down, but he has things more organized at 19 than most entrepreneurs have ever. But I look at his exercise schedule. I look at everything that he's doing, and he's, he's just a delight, but he's very organized. But it didn't just happen. We had to mentor him. He had to take the time to you know, put together all of these foundational things for him. Wow, this is great. I wish we lived closer. I'm here in New York, but I'll tell you, Steve, if if we were closer, I would have had my son going through. He's only 13 now, but I would have sent him along your way. But <laughs> All right, perfect. So let's move on to tip number two. Tip number two is I'm going to com combine, even though they're different, but goals and plans. And we already talked about that, but they're so different. Tip number two is Put your goals in writing, learn how to do SMART goals, and plan every day. And don't just say, okay, I have my goals and plans, and here's a mistake I did with this. I put them all in writing, but then I didn't look at them consistently. Typically, from studies I've seen, it's somewhere around only 1% of the people review their vision goal, their goals and their plans on a continuous basis. So I would make sure I get them out of my head, just like with a vision, but plan your work. And... This is one of my affirmations. I say it every day. I said it this morning probably 15 times already, but I plan my work and I work my plan. I plan my work and I work my plan. So it's one of those scenarios that you need to get your goals and your plans out of your head and in writing. Perfect. Wonderful. Okay. Business tip number three. Business tip number three. And, and by the way, the last two will be new. <laughs> okay, but, good. <laughs> but business tip number three is following up on having the systems in place, being organized with your time, with your systems. 
you need to have a system, and we're going to be talking about that on our next segment on how to build, build some of those systems so you can scale your business up, but you need to be organized and have systems in place. And without them, we're just not going to get much traction. So we talked about organization in the CRM program, but it's even when you onboard somebody, having a system, what all do they, we need to do to bring them on board? <laughs> having a checklist, having you know, certain simple things so we don't forget it, but without having your organization and your systems in place, we're going to be running around you know, just pulling our hair out. So that would be business tip number three. Perfect. Um, okay. It's all about staying organized, and you're right. The more organized you are, the more focused you are, and the less time you waste. I mean, nothing drives me more crazy, Steve, when I can't find something. So it goes down to even your filing system has to be organized. Uh, agreed 100%. My email is so organized. Everything has to be because there's thousands of things that come at us on a weekly basis, and we can be distracted very easily. So we need to have things organized and in systems so we don't drop the ball, so we stay focused, and so we actually produce what we want to produce. So, Steve, I think we have time to throw this in there. Can you tell us how, what is your system for emails? Are you, do you zero out your emails, or how do you handle your emails? I typically do have my emails almost all zeroed out on a daily basis. Wow. So what happens, we, we receive so many of them, is I will have folders, and if there's folders of something I want to look at in the future, maybe, I'll immediately drag and drop it into that folder. So it might be a marketing idea that I go, wow, this is really good. But I can very easily find all the marketing ideas. If it's a client that I need to do something with, if I can deal with it right then and there, I'm going to deal with it, but then it's attached, again, in the CRM program to that particular client, so it's very organized in, in that way. And by the way, Gmail is a great way also. You can archive things and find them easily, which was not available many years ago. But my email typically is, if it's in my inbox, is something that is critical that I need to do today right now. Otherwise, I'm going to have a system to, you know, again, get it out of there. Because clutter in our mind, if we're confused and we don't know very specifically what we need to do, we can feel overwhelmed and go, I have a thousand emails in my inbox. Uh, I'm, what do I need to do? Who do I need to follow up with? Uh, and, and that's just part of it. But I will take even the email and archive it and if there's a to-do that I can't do right then and there, the, in, the email does not stay in my inbox. It goes attached to that person, but that to-do goes onto a list. I use an Excel spreadsheet that I put every single thing that I need to do on that list, and then I will prioritize it on a daily basis to make sure, again, that I'm getting the most important things done, but I'll block my tasks so I can get five or six major things done in a row with no distractions. But I will not let my email just get so cluttered that I feel all out of sorts. That's great. So, Steve, what if somebody um, is not at that point? Do you think that it's worth their time to go and probably spend hours and days? It's more like days 
to organize their entire email system to get it to the point to clean up shop. That's what it comes down to. Uh, absolutely, and we we waste so much time doing so many things that if someone just sits down and focused, it's let's say it took them a day. It's done. Now it's over, and now they can stay on, on track with everything else. So I've coached people, and they said, I'm going to do this an hour a day, an hour a day, an hour a day. For some people, that will work. But what I've also found, and, and it will, it will work for some, but I found the majority of people need to do what you just said, and they need to, since it's so major, it's kind of like moving a house. If you want to try to move your house from one location to another, and you say, I'm going to do it an hour a day, you get some things done, but typically when someone moves a the house, they're amazed at what they can do in a few days. Wow, their house is packed up. It's in a truck or it's whatever. It's moving across country. You go, how did we do that in three days? <laughs> right. That's so funny. All right. So, Steve, we're running out of time here. So let's just uh, mention tip number four and tip number five, and we'll wrap up our first um, show. Well, tip number four, we're going to go into – uh, on two of our segments. So it's really to have a strong business, you need to have your sales and marketing in place. And you have to have great quality leads. I can tell you, I have seen many, many entrepreneurs, they get very organized, they get everything else, but they just plain don't have enough clients. They don't have enough business. So you have to be a master at sales and marketing to grow a business. And I know we're we're having two complete sections on that because I can tell you that is the number one thing that I see that people struggle with. And tip number five, and I'll let you, uh, you know, approach them however you want, but that's basically, you know, determined. Uh, be committed. Be absolutely, you know, you can't go into a business scene if you're going to try to make that business. You have to be committed to it. You have to be determined to it. We're all going to hit brick walls. We're going to have things come up that we didn't see. We're going to have challenges. We're going to have people, you know, that betray us at times or it feels like that. The, the point is we're going to have challenges. So if you're not committed and you're not determined, and I mean it's over, you're going forward in this, then don't go forward in a business because to be an entrepreneur, you better have, you know, that passionate purpose, that drive, that determination, whatever we want to call it. Otherwise, we're not going to make it. Perfect. Well, Steve Thornton, I want to thank you so much for being a part of Paying It Forward. And listeners, we have another three parts to our series. So you'll definitely want to stay tuned for next week's show. So thanks for being a part of Paying It Forward. And Steve, thank you so much. And I can't wait for our um, next interview next week. So thanks again, Steve Thornton. You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons learned, both good and bad, and sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. And for more great ideas, information, tools, tips, and tricks in life and in business, join us next week for more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com.